Hi, welcome to the Mainstream Mavs podcast. This is your host, Will. I am now rejoined by Jaron after a long one-day hiatus. <laughs> What's up, guys? Um, anyways, today we're going to be going to get into potential free agent um, big men the Mavericks be getting on a veteran minimum or two-way contract. Now, in the current construct of the roster, with the amount of bigs the Mavericks have, you know, it's very much not likely that they would attempt to sign any more bigs, I would think, um, or anything like that. But, you know, you never know if Bertans and Dwight Powell leaving a trade. Could the Mavericks swing on a big as, like, the last guy in the rotation with, like, one of their – if they have another roster spot open? You never know. So we'll be getting into that today. Um, Jaron, since you've been gone, and obviously I don't think you've done a pod since – Oh, it's been a while. It's been like four or five days now since the last pod we did together. Has there been anything that's really gone on the NBA in terms of like the Donovan Mitchell rumors or well, Durant rumors, anything that you'd like to um, go ahead and give your thoughts on since, you know, everybody here's missed your presence. Yeah, we, we, I miss you too. So, well, okay. So let me start with this. I I know today it was reported that Kyrie Irving is, uh, wanting to stay in Brooklyn, um, so that's... wait, was it actually? I think I missed that. <laughs> no, she was. Yeah. <laughs> oh, where where is this? Who reported this? Uh, it was Bleach Report. I think it was Shams or something. Oh, let me let me see. <laughs> I did not see this at all today. Breaking where I've news. been checking Twitter like all day. Breaking news. Oh, this is. I'm pretty sure it was today. It may, it may have been yesterday. Um. But yeah, like other than that, like there's really been nothing. I guess uh, Kevin Durant to Boston. Oh yeah, Kevin Durant to Boston. The whole Jalen Green thing is gonna be weird to fall out. I mean, Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown, Jesus. Hey, he's a little rusty, guys. It's okay. You know, he's been out the game for a second. <laughs> Jalen Green, Jesus. <laughs> okay. Um. No, the whole Jalen Brown fallout might be something to watch. I don't think it'll happen, but. He didn't seem too happy, and yeah, uh, Mikey Smart. He didn't seem happy either. Yeah. Oh no. Via the Pat McAfee show, I guess he must have had an interview with Shams or something. But they, yeah, they do like uh, a weekly report. thing. Yeah, they have like a weekly thing together. That's interesting. Wants to, I mean, this you know, obviously report and reports during the off season can always be taken with a grain of salt. Regardless of who's reporting it, I mean, I've seen Shams, Woj, Jake Fisher been wrong on multiple things before. But yeah, Kyrie Irving wants to play out next season as a net with or without Kevin Durant. I did not see that today. Yeah. Okay. So it was reported today. Yeah. I guess yeah. because it wasn't because like it wasn't like an official tweet or anything. I think it just, it was just report came out and said it. Um, that's interesting. I mean, Bleach Report did tweet it. So hmm. do we have an ad to do? Well, yes, we do have an ad. <laughs> For those of you who do not know, we are sponsored by Anchor, and they have a quick message for you guys. All right, Jaron. So first, going ahead and getting into some of these free agent big men the Mavs could attain on a veteran minimum or possibly even two-way contract, maybe a couple of these dudes that we're looking at here. Um, first of all, the way we're kind of doing all this, for the, those of you guys that don't know, 
we're just going on spo track and we're going, you know, by position. So, you know, obviously the NBA is kind of positionless now. It's more so just guards, wings, and bigs, but they have it set out like all five positions. That's like why uh, in last night's pod, I Lou Will's a shooting guard, but I had him penciled in with, um, the, you know, I talked about him in category. the category. Yeah. Because even though he's obviously not a wing because he's listed as a shooting guard. So a couple of these guys are kind of tweeners. Um, definitely could see them as more of wings. So, well, hey, throw them in, in this pod and talk about them as well. Um, anybody's fair game. But, you know, this is definitely centered towards more big men. Um, so first off, we have Montrez Harrell. Um, now, the reason Montrez might even be available um, and like we said, want to preface this before we go ahead and get into all this. We do not think the Mavs are going to sign um, another big. Are you in agreement with that, Jaron? No, I completely agree. Unless if we yeah. trade two bigs in the trade, unless but... they unless they you know send out two bigs or something like that in the trade. Um, but you never know what could happen, and um, the Mavericks making a trade is obviously still not out of the equation. So you know, m- might as well talk about it. And we are in the dog days of the off season here. Um, it is July twenty sixth, Tuesday at two twenty one a.m. So. It doesn't get much better than this. Amen. But um, <laughs> Montrez Harrell. Um, Montrez um, was actually arrested, I believe, about a month ago. He unfortunately had some, um, I guess I should say, um, illicit substances in his car. Um, he was then arrested. I think he was released on like felony drug charges or think something of that nature, but he's about 28 and a half years old. Um, that could contribute to him, uh, you know, being bought a lot lower on a team. I don't know if he's necessarily going to make as much money now, but I still think he'll be. Yeah. I still think I don't think this is affecting his NBA status, especially with the NBA's, um, you know, I guess re- reduced um, strictness of that substance, um, and he went ahead and dropped like thirty points in the Drew League today. He actually had a really good game. I saw. I don't even know he played basketball today. Oh yeah, he, he was in the Drew League today, hooping. So you know, it seems like he's all doing you know nice and seems like he's doing all good now. Um, surprisingly, so good for Montrez. Um, you know, this is one of those dudes that, you know, already kind of has that fractured relationship with Luca from the uh, Clippers series. <laughs> but uh, how would you like Montrez in a Mavericks uniform if um, if the Mavs sent out some bigs? Like, what do you think he provides to the table? Um, a sort of a um, spark plug big off the bench, I guess, that and can come out and hustle. You know, like – asked me this question probably three or four years ago. And that's a question that I would be totally bought into because Harold is a little guy that I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, he just brings kind of a tenacity. Like he's just more of a gets in and does the dirty stuff. He's yeah, developed yeah. a little bit of an offensive game the last few years. Um, but, you know, as of right now, especially post <laughs> post 2020 Clippers series, I just don't see a whole lot going for him if to be in a Mavericks uniform. Yeah, no, um, I completely agree. I think he he's he's definitely fell off a little, you know, since he was in that six man of the year candidacy um, when he was on the Clippers with Lou Will. 
Uh, Montrez has always been, you know, a hell of an offensive rebounder. Um, you know, a guy who can is decent in the short role, able to finish some lobs and just completely like gets after it. Um, really good rebounder, obviously. His size has definitely always hampered him defensively, I feel like. You know, he's really not the quickest guy on earth. So he's not like a guy, you know, he's more switchable than, you know, some taller, slow, more slow footed centers. But yeah, yeah. At the same time, he's not big enough to really provide the rim protection that you need. And he's not really quick enough to guard the perimeter really at all. So he's always kind of been positionless and hampered a lot defensively. But if the Mavericks were to send out like Dwight Powell, for instance, in a trade or something like that, a guy who already is lacking on defense and, you know, Montrez would accept the minimum if they have an open roster spot. I mean, you know, I know he did call Luca some um, uh, sort of mean names, um, I guess, is the way I put it in the 2020 <laughs> bubble. Um, but, you know, I, I don't know. I just – I feel like there's a lot of just um, relational tensions there with him and the Mavericks organization. But, hey, I mean, I, his see, game kind of remains the same. Yeah. He's had some issues I think he's ran into the last couple of years. Um, so I, I don't know if I'd really hate it. Um, but I, I don't know if I'm up in arms about it at the same time if they were to say Yeah, like we've seen such like a cultural shift in the Dallas Mavericks, especially this last year. And I think that's just one of those guys that like just doesn't fit in the culture, <laughs> and that's that's going to hinder. It's a like, very very fair assessment. <laughs> uh, next up, this is a guy like um like we said, there's a couple like power fours on this list that are kind of more wings. Um, here in Jamichael Green, that I think, you know, he just got bought out by the Thunder after having got traded. Um, he's 32. Um, this is a guy that can you know he's a He's he definitely is like definitely like more of a four, like the way, like, yeah, definitely. You know, just the way, you know, like, like we preface, like, basketball is positionless in the NBA. I like earnestly believe that at this point, like, that's without a doubt. But Jamichael Green, I mean, he has always been this like kind of stretch four type of player from as much as I've seen. So he's like one of those few dudes I can like pencil in is like, okay, like that's a four. But at the same time, you know, you know, stronger defender. He's not necessarily the – he's not going to be able to stay with guys, but, you know, he's a smarter veteran. He's going to be able to, you know, bring a little toughness to the team. He can shoot pretty good. Um, I would not hate him as a veteran guy on the 15th roster spot. I actually think he'd be a really good addition. Um, just to come in, provide defense at some areas. He's not a lockdown defender by any means, but – you know, he can guard, you know, some slower threes and he can guard fours fairly well and just be able to provide some shooting and some – I think he'd gel well with the chemistry the Mavericks have here. If they have open roster, oh, yeah. I would not mind this him at all. But, you know, I saw there were some rumors he was signing with the Warriors potentially. But what, what would your thoughts be on Michael Green? You know, like if Dwight Powell or Bertans went off in a trade, I think he'd be a good replacement for one of them. Especially Bertans. And, and that's what I was thinking I think is Bertans, yeah. You know, Slightly less shooting, a little more defense, and a little more like just athletic ability on the offensive end in general. Jermichael Green versus what you get in Bertans and some veteran leadership, you know. 
Exactly. Like he's 32. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm pretty sure he just turned 32, in fact. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like there, like you said, like there were rumors that he was gonna sign with the Golden State Warriors after being bought out. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it doesn't come, then you know, really, we still have a roster spot. I actually wouldn't mind seeing this guy in a jersey. No, 100 percent So next up we have fan favorite Bo Cruz. Juancho Hernan Gomez is a free agent. <laughs> um, I can't remember if the Jazz waved him or what, but he's, he's about to turn 27. And obviously, this guy is really good friends with Luca. Uh, you know, with the whole Spain, Real Madrid ties. Um, he's more of definitely like a stretch forward, despite being about 6'10. Uh, it's definitely not the best defender in the world. But, you know, he has some intriguing elements to his game. I think he, uh, you know, Fairly physical, you know, decently more physical player than guys give him credit for. And like we say, he's a solid shooter and, you know, he can, he's a decent cutter at his size. He's a little faster at his size than, you know, most guys 6'10. Um, you know, despite obviously the, um, the hustle uh, comparisons of him being uh, the Spanish Kevin Durant, you know. Uh, but uh, what, what would your thoughts be on Juancho Hernan Gomez and, you know, I feel like the Mavericks did this. This would, you know, be definitely more of a play to get one of Luca's friends back after having just shipped out Boban. You know, like we see this every year. The Mavericks have had Luca, where he's had some sort of relationship with someone, whether it was Salah, Mejri, or Boban Marjanovic. Mm-hmm. So really, I wouldn't be surprised to see him. Uh, and you know, maybe Stanley Sugarman kind of develops his game a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. That was so. Adam Sandler's character. <laughs> I had to I had to put that in there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's not gonna be a guy. He's he's a big guy, uh, big big frame. Um, he he played some cool minutes. I wouldn't say like valuable, but he played some cool quote unquote minutes with the Jazz against the Mavericks last year in the playoffs. Um, where he made a three back to back threes. Yeah, he had a few threes. I remember in like third and fourth quarter. I was like, okay. Yeah, and he's he got the crowd hype and everything. Like, yeah, he's he's kind of one of those guys. Yeah, he just kind of comes in and fills holes when everything's kind of. And he's like, he's just another guy to throw at in the big man rotation that can provide some shooting and is you know exactly. an average defender and you know can just can do some different stuff. So, you know, I, I I'd be really keen on the idea of him coming to the Mavericks just for the standpoint of the uh the content aspect of it but um you know him and luca would obviously get along great together um yeah no that'd be um really fun all right so these next four guys i'm kind of just going to group together um all of them and you're going to tell me if you want them or not and if you if you want to elaborate any further on any of these guys feel free one okay. of these guys is definitely more of a wing, obviously, like we said, because, you know, he's on here list as a power forward, but he's definitely more of a wing. All these guys um, are either 37 or older, with the exception of one who's 33. Um, so, okay, here we go. LaMarcus Aldridge, Paul Millsap, Carmelo Anthony, Blake Griffin. Do any of those guys intrigue you with the 15th roster spot for the Mavericks? Carmelo Anthony, and strictly because there's been rumors around that. Like, I mean, I've seen, like, rumors of him, like, leaving. I don't know if I've necessarily seen, like, Mavs. I, I think I saw, like, one little, like, Mavs 
Carmelo rumor, but it wasn't by any I just, like rough. I just feel like it's a guy. I just, I just think he's a guy like the Mavericks could get. Like he's not gonna be given the most minutes. He's not gonna be given like the biggest role by any means. But like that, that off the bench like kind of veteran role. It like that suits him really well. And he's gonna have a, provide some scoring. Yeah, no, I can get yeah, that. Some, yeah, especially if like Tim left, because I feel like Tim's almost like a six five version of Carmelo in some sense. <laughs> really, <laughs> really kind of is honestly. Yeah, especially at this stage of his career. If Tim left and, you know, there's a little bit of a shot creating, not necessarily playmaking, but shot creating void off the bench and the Mavericks want to bring in another veteran, they have an open roster spot, I could see Carmelo. I think Aldridge and Millsap, I think they're just – they're both 37. And I kind of just think they're both kind of too far gone. I mean, Aldridge maybe could contribute somewhere, but he had that heart issue and then he came back to the Nets and Paul Millsap's definitely falling, falling off a cliff. Yeah, um, I, I just don't think that those are like options for the Mavs. If anything, those guys are going to go chase ring somewhere with, you know, the best team possible. So um, and then get hyped up in a Bleacher Report ar- uh, article as if they're like <laughs> still doing or like former all-star selves. <laughs> like, um, but yeah, um, Blake Griffin doesn't uh, pique your interest at all. I, I think he's honestly like the name. Hammer <clears throat> Millsap is probably the name that I just don't like. They're, they're my least favorite in that list of four. Yeah. Um, I just don't like what Griffin does anymore. Uh, yeah, I mean, he hasn't – I will say I give credit to him for having refurbished his game in a way that, like, he can still play because the way that guy was literally just an athlete and nothing else, um, just from the standpoint that he was, like – humongous giant leaping football player playing basketball pretty much a few years in the league um but i mean he was damn good at it i mean he did everything i mean in terms of hustle um and just offensive prowess and being a force inside that you could ask for i just think that his game his athleticism definitely caught up to him with his age and, I mean, I like the way he's adapted his game. He had some good years in Detroit. I will not put that past him. He had uh, – and he really was able to adapt a lot better than I thought. But, you know, now the point he's, like, already 33. I just don't know how much more he has, like, left in the tank. Like, I, I think he can still play definitely with some team. Yeah. And, you know, he, he showed flashes in Brooklyn last year, and you know, a lot of the guys were actually pining for him to get more minutes. I just don't know if his um, sort of, like, back to the basket – um on and off shooting you know mildly okay defense is going to be you know applicable for this Mavs team I would like the veteran leadership he plays but I don't know I mean if he was you know to come in and like play strictly as like a veteran big um and you know didn't try to do too much kind of like how he's doing with the Nets last year I don't know if I'd hate it like to be honest with you because you know he is a veteran um but he's definitely not my, my first option by any means. Yeah, yeah. Okay, next up, we have um, our good friend, Markeith Morris. Now, Markeith never actually played against the, you know, if you guys get him and his brother mixed up sometimes, when Marcus obviously was the one that had the beef with Luka and the playoffs and all that stuff. Markeith did win a championship with the Lakers in the bubble. He um, still had beef with. He obviously got – Um. 
uh, I'm trying to think of an accurate descriptor for this. Just basically um, squashed by Nikola Jokic in a game earlier this year. Um, and, you know, that caused him to miss a significant amount of the uh, year with whiplash. Um, you know, I feel like this guy's very similar to his brother. Um, both of them, you know, bigger, you know, fours kind of wings that, um, you know, have a good back to the basket game. You know, I definitely think Marcus is the better shooter and just able to create more for himself on offense. But, you know, Marquise still can shoot the rock. You know, yeah. he, he'd provide a little bit of a toughness aspect um, to this Mavericks team or – you know, fake toughness, if whatever you want to call it. <laughs> um, I don't know. I I just don't like the the sort of Morris beef with Luca. I don't, I don't know if it would go over well, and I really don't think this is a possibility at all. I think he'll get picked up by some sort of contender, if not re-signs with the Heat at some point. Um, but, you know, this is a guy who could come in and shoot – and um you know be an enforcer type i feel like this guy would be like what we were expecting kind of like james johnson to be a couple years ago yeah but like a slightly worse defender what would your thoughts be on markeith morris on the Mavs? um i mean i like the relations that Jokic and luka have just in terms of being friends so that would definitely create a little (laughs) weird fraction between the two yeah um like, I'm not a big Marquise Morris fan, personally. I like what he did. He had a few good, really good years, and then – Especially the beginning last... of his career, he averaged, like, 16 a game with Phoenix back, like – Like, if you remember, on. he was he was the better brother. He was like, the better brother remember. for the longest time, yeah. Yeah, and then it became Marcus pretty quickly, but – Yeah. Marquise, his game has just dipped off over the last few years. Um, But, yeah, like you said, like, I wouldn't be surprised to see him resign with Miami or mm-hmm. go somewhere, like, contending – yeah, 100%. Um, I just don't think he ends up in a Mavericks jersey at all. No, I, I, I completely – I can definitely um, reciprocate with that. So, next up, we have a younger guy. First younger guy on the list, a little refreshing here. Younger guy in uh, Bruno Fernando. He's listed as a four in here, but I definitely think he plays more of a five. More of a traditional center. Um uh, coming out of Maryland, this is a guy that had like a really good post up game. Um, not necessarily like a vertical shot blocking threat to the fullest extent. Like he's not terrible at it, but he's a little more slow footed, traditional center. Doesn't really hasn't really had the shooting come along too much at all yet. But he's been with the Hawks. I mean, he's an older guy coming out of college. He's about to be twenty four. Um, but you know. This is, you know, definitely a guy I could see the Mavs taking a flyer on. You know, he's got a – you know, he's a decent finisher in traffic. I don't think he'd be terrible. Still young, lots of time uh, to develop a little bit, maybe possibly more defensively, you know, despite him. Um, he is really strong, but, you know, despite him maybe not being the best, like, you know, crazy wingspan, vertical shot-blocking threat. Um he has some different elements to the game to his game that are intriguing. He's just not necessarily a modern NBA center. Gonna yeah. be a lot like a guy we talked here in a bit of um like he's fairly similar to Luca Garza, maybe just not as, you know, I think he's a little more athletic than him and a little more, you know, oriented towards 
being able to finish off of passes and not strictly being able to just only score out of the post. But I don't know. What would your thoughts be in the map if the Mavericks had an extra roster spot and they took a flyer on Bruno Fernando? Like, I don't mind taking a flyer on him. <clears throat> like, the most minutes, I don't remember exactly, like, what minute mark it was. Um, but he played, like, 51 games with the Hawks in 2019. And if you remember right, the Hawks were horrible that year. Mm-hmm. Um, but he averaged, like, good stats um, per minutes that he played. Like, really, I think if he just has a role, and that's his thing, is he just needs a sig- signified role. Yeah, because he's an early second-round pick. Yeah, like if he just gets a signified role, like I don't think he's really a bad pickup. Mm-hmm. He's younger, like you said, he has upside, uh, really good offensive game in terms of post ups. Um, and you know, like there's there's a lack of that. I feel like in a sense, um, in terms of you know, it's, you know, the Mavericks, the way they are structured right now, like despite them having addressed the big position, like they still seem to have this sort of like bullpen approach to the center position. Agreed. Um, yeah. We're like, you know, is this another D you can throw out there? And, um, you know, he's not like a terrible defender, um, but it's definitely not like his strong, the strong suit of his game. So, I mean, you know, is this another guy that you could maybe see trying to develop on defense a little bit that you could end up throwing out there? It'd be the youngest guy at the center rotation. So, yeah, I mean, I'd be, I'd be intrigued by this if they take a flyer. I mean, if they're going to, the Mavericks are going to get take another big, I'd much rather than take a flyer on a younger guy versus trying to sign a veteran old dude who's just going to be there for moral support and not play at all. Yeah. yeah. Um, because, you know, with the amount of bigs they have, I don't really feel like there's any reason to fill an empty roster spot with a big just because when they could do it with another position because that's not really their biggest need right now. But if they make some trades and if anything, I just want to see them kind of bring in a young guy. That's my uh, opinion personally. What about you? No, I completely agree with what you said. Like, you couldn't have said it better. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I mean, like you said, like, they take a bullpen approach. At least it seems that way. Yeah. Um, And, you know, there's I, – I think he's a guy to come off the bench. Like you said, he's a liar. Uh, he's not, like, made yet, but he could develop a game. He's about to turn 24. Like, he still mm-hmm. has side – he still has a age on his side. Yeah, no, 100%. And, I mean – this is not to say that Christian Wood couldn't come in 10 games and be like the, you know, for certain, like, starting five. But the Mavericks are still going to have other bigs to throw at people. Like, Christian Wood could very come in and kill it and, you know, without a shadow of a doubt is the best big on this team. And, you know, I feel like he still is the best big on this team, but it seems like the Mavs are still in, like, a sort of, like, weird prove-it stage with him. Like, what are you going to prove to us? Yeah. I think so, you know. Um, they still do, like, plan on giving other guys minutes, though. It's not like, you know, the Mavericks have a Joel Embiid or something like that where they really just doesn't matter who plays after him. Um, so, yeah, no, I mean, I um, I reciprocate what you said. Uh, next up, we have Eric Paschal, uh, obviously played with the Jazz last year. Um, saw a little bit of him in the uh, first-round series with the Mavericks as well. He's actually, like, one of the best players in that series for the Jazz. Sorry, <laughs> That's funny, uh, actually. He's a tough-minded dude. This guy can come in and play a little bit of small ball five. Um, he can shoot it a little bit. Um, definitely is not able to defend the rim whatsoever, but he's kind of able to fit onto some uh, – switch on some threes and fours, but defense is not this guy's strong suit. He's, um, you know, definitely more just like a physical 
Yeah. So like, it kind of gives me like the Juan uh, Blair vibes from back in the day. Just kind of a physical force inside. And definitely a bigger guy. He's a little more slow-footed. Um, but he can shoot fairly well. And um, he has ability to uh, bully his way to the rim sometimes. Uh, how would you like taking a flyer on this dude? I mean, he's, you know, he's an older guy coming out of college, so he's about to be 26. But you know, it's another guy that I would not hate the Mavericks uh, taking a chance on that big. Uh, yeah, like really in terms of taking a flyer chance on it, like I like this guy the most. Um, yeah, you bring in another Villanova guy to replace Jalen Brunson in that, from that aspect. Yeah. I mean, these Villanova guys are always really smart. You know, you can't discount that. Uh, Jay Wright, um, he breeds smart players. So. Yeah, um, but he just had a really, really, really good stint with the – I mean, this Warriors team was horrible, but a really good stint with that 2019 Warriors team – or the 2020, I guess. Yeah. Um, Warriors team, he's had a really good stint with them. Um, and, like, look, I don't hate it. Uh, he's got a really established offensive game. There's going to be some defensive work to be done there. Uh, but this is a very defensive-minded team that's mm-hmm. ready to – develop on the def- uh on the defensive end yeah and i think that's a guy that's definitely going to buy in you know coming from villanova yeah, I mean, he'll, he'll try you know that's, yeah that's, he's not like a terrible defender by any means i think uh from what i as much as i could tell like he definitely has maybe put on a little weight since he's came into the league you know i feel like if he could just get into a tiny bit better shape i could you know be leaps and bounds for his defensive game yeah i agree yeah um, next up, we have a guy that you actually met in person, uh, Jordan yeah, Awara. Do you want to go ahead and tell the listeners uh, your story of meeting Jordan Awara? He's a restricted free agent. All these other guys we've talked about so far have been unrestricted free agents. Um, this guy theoretically could have the um, his offer matched by Milwaukee. I don't know. I kind of – I haven't really really read too much into any of this stuff, but I kind of have the assumption that he'll be back with Milwaukee. But if for some reason they choose to, you know, they want to shed a little money and this guy gets a, you know, maybe a two-way invite from the Mavs. I don't really see that. He almost averaged about eight points a game last year. But, you know, that last roster spot, if they have it open. And also, this guy's really not a big either. Um, Just a, he's, I don't he's, even... he's listed as a four in here. I really think he should be listed as a three. That's the only reason we're talking about it. But he really should have been in the Wings podcast yesterday. But uh, go ahead and tell the listeners about your story about uh, meeting Jordan Nora. Yeah, so at the AM versus Alabama game in College Station this last year. And of course, Chris Middleton, he's a former AM student. Um, and so, anyways, they all <clears throat> it was it was Chris Middleton, Bobby Portis, Pat Connington, and then Jordan Aura. They all came to the game. And I was walking down, uh, trying to get tickets for the stadium or trying to get into the stadium. And Next thing I know, I see Chris Middleton and all of them. And I got a picture with Bobby Portis. Um, and then just kind of like I got I got uh I don't know, knuckles or whatever or whatever you want to call it from Jordan Aura. Um but yeah, I mean, dude, like like he's he's tall for what he is. Uh I think he, I think he's like probably six ten. Um really actually, listed at like six seven, six eight on here. <laughs> yeah, okay, I could see six eight. I I'm just he just he was in the in-person aspect of kind of took Jaren aback a little bit. Oh yeah, it definitely did. Yeah, first... I mean, these guys, when you get up next to them are so much more taller. Um, just from the first... simple aspect that a lot of the times, like they're like six, seven, like without shoes. <laughs> yeah. No, for real, dude. Yeah. And like, 
I think that's um, no, that's not the first NBA player that I've met, but like that's definitely in terms of like star-studded power. Like that's definitely the the most I've been around. No, oh, yeah, like they all won a championship. And just uh, a preface for those of you guys that don't know, um, this was at the um, Alabama versus A and M football game. Um, Jaron actually lived right outside of outside of College Station for a while, so. Yeah, I got to go to all those games. You know, was that, that was obviously a very historic game um, for those of you guys that don't follow college football for any of our um, one or two Slovenian listeners that we have. Shout out to you guys. <laughs> if, you're, if you're listening to mainstream maps from Slovenia, then um, hit us up, please, and I will send you a personal care package. I'm of our choosing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, you may get some Chris Saps Porzingis, like, um on sale hanger jerseys from there but you know you'll get a care package and we really deeply appreciate we'll hook you up right we'll hook you yeah all right uh next uh really don't have too many more dudes on this list um we'll look at our last sort of flyer guy here um luca garza just because of the um structure of his contract um despite after you know only being in the league for a year this guy's another restricted free agent the Pistons kind of just decided to let him go. They didn't really see much more value in him. Um, what would uh, be your interest in terms of uh, seeing Luka Garza come to the uh, Mavericks on like maybe a two-way deal or a, just gets a training camp invite or somehow finagles the last roster spot? Um, what, what have you seen out of his game that um, you would like to – like? would you like this guy at all? So personally, like – Honestly, for a, a camp invite, it really isn't a bad idea. It's just he doesn't fit the mold for the modern-day center. Like, he's just so – he's a big guy. Stick him down low, and he's going to score. Uh, like, he's that kind of guy. He's going to grab rebounds. Like, put this guy in the 90s and, like, the 80s kind of era. Like, he he would flourish. Um, yeah. But, uh, but, I don't know. He just doesn't really have a fit. Uh, but, again, like, he's young. He's uh, 23 years old. Yeah, but to an extent, though, like, you know, it's a dude with a floor and a very limited ceiling. Like, how how much more can he develop just given like his sort of, like, athletic limitations, you know? Yeah, and what he put up, like, historic numbers at Iowa. Mm-hmm. And that's just because, really, honestly, it's because nobody could defend him. Yeah, um, he was able to bully a lot of guys. Yeah, and now, like, being in the NBA, like, Pretty much 80% of the players are stronger than you. Like, that's just – his game just doesn't reflect modern NBA. Yeah, I mean, that's just – like, back-to-the-basket centers can, you know, not have a role in this league whatsoever. I mean, there's literally dudes like Nikola Jokic is, like, one of the best players in the league. Yeah, you yeah. You have to have, like – I mean, Jokic can just do so many more other things. I mean, he can rebound, just pass an insane rate. And, you know, he's improved defensively a lot since he's came into the league. You know, a guy like Luca Garza, you have to kind of run an offense through him. If exactly, he's one of those players that he's really not successful unless he has the ball in his hands because of his defensive limitations. You know, you can't play this guy as a rim roller and expect a lot out of him or anything like that. So, um, you know, hey, I wouldn't like mind seeing a camp invite from him just for the namesake and everything, and be interested to see if he could develop at all. But you know, I'm not really like jumping over the moon for Luca Garza to um, sign with the last roster spot on the Mavericks. All right, so next up, we got, you know, a few more veteran guys that are 
um, more so fives than anything versus the guys we covered earlier that are kind of more fours, even though these guys are all obviously all big men. Um, I'm just going to name off these guys, and you're going to tell me if in any way, shape, or form you could see any role with them on the Mavericks if the Mavericks were to trade one of their big men in any capacity. Um, these guys are all unrestricted free agents, um, all above the age of uh, either 31 or older. Um, starting off with um, White Howard. No. Ed Davis. No. Hassan Whiteside. I, he's not going to go for veteran minimum, I don't think, but no. You don't think Hassan Whiteside is going to go for the veteran minimum? Or he'll go to a contender before he goes, like, somewhere. Or to the Mavericks, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, I think he will go for the veteran minimum. I don't know. I just <laughs> – didn't he play for the Jazz? Let me see. I can – Yeah, he played for the Jazz in the playoffs. Veteran. Like, he, he he had really good minutes off the bench. No, I don't think in the playoffs necessarily, but – seemed like he was making, like – Either the vet men last year. Oh, yeah, really? I think he was making. Uh, yeah, I think he was either making the like ten year veteran minimum or the. Uh, okay. Then yeah, he'll he'll definitely go for the vet men. Yeah, uh, last year. I mean, if anything, maybe some like dumb team with cap space gives them like their biannual exception or something. I don't know. Like, I just don't see him. Son Whiteside is very atrocious. Um, and not, not, I mean, he's a good player in the sense of like the things he's good at, but then the things he's bad at, he's just like really, really, really bad at. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. Um, Demarcus Cousins? Mm, no, but you could, you could sell me on it. You could sell him on it just like if the Mavericks have an open roster spot and you're like, hey, let's yeah. just for that of it. You know, at this stage in his career, you know, I think Boogie can kind of shoot post up and rebound, and that's about it. But, you know, that's another guy to the bullpen, and it would be interesting. So would you take Boogie um, if worse came to worse? But, you know, I mean, I I would take a lot of the uh, younger flyer guys we mentioned earlier before I'd take a chance on him. But, you know. It's not – not terrible. Like I said, like you could sell me on it. it yeah. He's not my first or Same like kind of fifth option. Row. It kind of had a little bit of a resurgence last year, getting an opportunity yeah. in Minnesota. Yeah. Um, and um, lastly, um, this would be, I think, you know, this guy's a little under the radar, but this would be a play to get the Kardashians back in Dallas. <laughs> Can we get back on the TV show at the W Hotel in downtown? Um, live coverage from the arena, you know, on a reality TV yes. show. Could we get Tristan Thompson? The, on the one Mavericks and only. The veteran minimum. What would your thoughts be on Tristan Thompson on the Mavericks, June? I am in. I'm in on it. Oh, 100%. <laughs> 100%. After all the six-foot, um, ten post-hook Smiths in a row, I'm here for it all. I think Tristan Thompson would add invaluable rebounding. Um, invaluable um, switch defense and paint protection. I mean, at this stage, he's only 31. He might be able to develop a jump shot going forward, too. I mean, he's amb- <laughs> okay, just quit. He's, he's ambidextrous. <laughs> like, he can shoot with either hand. I mean, this is an intriguing dude here. Look, 31 years old. He has, he has a Tristan Kardashian, like, 
There's a lot he can do. Like the Kardashians. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, you know, we're just going to go ahead and wrap it up here. I think we're like really just way too far in the dog days of the off season at this point. Um, but you know, wherever you're listening to this, if you made it this far into the pod, thank you. you know, <laughs> we will send you a personal care package. Just please DM us on Twitter. Like we will actually send you a personal care package. All the Chris um, Sporzingis jerseys we can find, all the gym yes. we can find. <laughs> all the um mind up um Samuel Dallenbert jerseys we can find. There you go. All the Ricky Lido jerseys we can find. Rajon Rondo jersey. All the Eric Dampier jerseys we can find. Um, you know, even if you're if you're a really lucky fan, you might even get a Jared Cunningham jersey. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) And with that being said, um, we will see you guys in the next pod.